You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Such a fun song. And, uh, ooh, rock oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> ooh. I surprised myself. Well, hi, everyone. Um, we're here doing another Glee After Show for you all. Um, this is Season 5, Episode 4, A Katie or a Gaga, if you couldn't tell from our opening song here. Um, I'm Stephanie Wenger. I'm Roxy Stryer. Hello, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. And we're missing out on Sarah tonight, but she'll be back with us next week. Let's start with the main thing of the night, Katie or Gaga. I mean, the real question is, what are you guys, a Katie or a Gaga? That was my question. That's what I, I just tweeted out to everyone. Are you a Katie or a Gaga? Really? Yeah, um, that's, that's interesting because I'm not, I, I guess you don't have to say truest, but I like both. Here's my problem. <laughs> Love Katie infinitely more. Mm-hmm. I'm an absolute Gaga. Okay. okay. See, I feel like oh, I, I struggle with that. <laughs> I I sometimes want to be a Gaga, but I'm truly a Katie. Like, but that's if, awesome. You got to yeah. own what you are. <laughs> yeah. I think okay, you like, have to pick. Yeah. No, I I probably say more Katie. Like, yeah. I, because I think this episode they talked Katie or Gaga more as, so as personality wise rather than performance wise. Right. Yeah. Right. It was definitely personality. Yes. Yeah. My other question for you guys is, did you feel like the people lined up on Glee the right way? We can go over that a little bit. Katie, the Katies of the night were Marley, Blaine, Sam, Artie, and Ryder. Okay, those were the Katies being Gagas. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Being Gagas. So they're Katies performing as Gagas. Performing as Gagas. But their true personalities were, in fact, Katies. And on the Gaga side, we had Jake... Becky kind of identified herself as a Gaga, or Sam mm-hmm. said she was a Gaga. Well, Becky didn't know who either Katie, neither Katie nor or Gaga were, but we could put her in that clump. Okay, Kitty, Unique, and Tina. So I find it really hard that Tina is a Gaga. She's more timid, more quiet. She like self-identified. I mean, herself. every once in a while, yeah. she'll have her diva moments, and good for her. We always wanted her to like finally have breakout moments. But I find overall, as a personality, she's more of a Katie. The reason that I could see her as a Gaga, although I don't disagree with you, the reason I could is because uh, Gaga is known for pulling the Madonna and reinventing her image every so often. And mm-hmm. if you think about where Tina started, you know, she went from goth and the wing, she changes herself a lot. So I do see that part of Gaga, but in terms of her personality, the timidness, the girl next door kind of thing, yeah. she's definitely more Katie. She was a tough call. She could have gone yeah. either way. See, and I had issues with Ryder falling into the katie category i didn't feel like he necessarily i feel like sometimes he beats to his own drum a little bit like he's not no i put i would put him as katie i put him as katie too huh all right well that's i feel he's a softer kind of character he's not really that bad boy 
I feel like he, like, fought for the girl, but he lost out. I don't know. I just felt like he wasn't... Maybe in artistically, he's a Katie, but in some personality ways, he's a Gaga. I know the whole point of the Sam storyline in this episode is that he really is a Katie, but I had a problem with Sam being a Katie. He's so freaking weird and, like, See, and with his impressions ever. and whatever, I think of Sam as a Gaga. See, I didn't see a problem with Sam. We're going to lay on different ends. <laughs> I love it. Always. <laughs> so, but tonight, I feel like he he's, like, weird, but, I, but Katie's weird. Like, it's not like Katie's just, like, vanilla. She has a personality. Oh, of course. I don't mean to say it like that at yeah, all. No. But she's not... Actually, I don't know. I was going to say she's not as quirky, but her I mean, best friend is Rihanna, so there's got to be like, some badass in there. She dances on stage with, like, candy. I don't think of that as being necessarily bland. It's just... No, a, she's not bland. She's just, you know, she's not the, like crazy sexy she's just so pretty well i think what they she were aiming it to get at tonight was with this was are you commercial or are you in it for the art and i thought that it was mm-hmm. a little unfair to call katie in all honesty commercial versus i don't think that's what they were saying really that's mm. totally what i took from it was that because that's what kurt's we'll get into this later on but kurt's storyline right but when the when the group finally decided that what they needed to be katie was to be stripped down I don't think that was commercial. I think that's them saying more real. She, her more. real, vo- you know, it's not all of these gimmicks. It's really her yeah. and like stripped to the core. We watched separately tonight. So it's interesting <laughs> to like come in here and have this total. But I do see what you're saying. Um, uh, in, in a way, this episode didn't paint Katie in as high of a light as she should be painted. That's what I felt like. Yeah. I feel like we're talking yeah. about two equal artists here who just do their own different things. Right. So that was interesting to me that they kind of played. I guess in the end they were equals, but throughout the episode it kind of felt. I find it interesting how they pitted Katie and Gaga against each other in this episode, especially when once like a couple months ago, both of them had big singles that came out around the exact same time, and so there was that ongoing like a little I feel feud like they going were on. And the they, same week, yeah, yeah, they were released like within days, or yeah. if not the the same day, yeah. but. That having that already feud and then right. feeling that into this episode just got the results that they wanted. If I, you're a Gaga person, you're a little monster. What what are the Katie's people? Kitty Katie cats, I think. Katie <laughs> Katie Katie cats. I want to say they're Katie cats. Hmm. Um, but that being said, we should probably back up and explain that tonight's episode was all about these Katie's and Gaga's switching roles. Right. So, yeah. Because they want to be able to be the best at nationals yeah. and beat Touch Tongue. What were they called? Uh, they were called the Throat, throat Explosion. I like throat Touch explosion. Tongue better personally, <laughs> yeah. but Throat Explosion Whatever works. works. A highly competitive uh, glee club. I mean, that was a very gaga moment of Tina there when she found out about Throat Explosion. That was yeah. hysterical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that funny. was awesome. I know. Too funny. So, but I really, yeah, appreciated in the episode that it was this kind of, they all kind of had this clear identity. I don't think anyone was, like, on the fence. I kind of wanted someone to be debating back and forth. I guess the closest we had to that was Marley, who... But she, that, it was almost the opposite of that, Yeah, it was, she clearly identified with Katie and didn't want to try to be a Gaga. Right, and... I would just like to point out the fact, I said this to Marissa, Marissa disagreed, but I would like to point out the fact that essentially Mr. Shu 
kicked uh, Marley out of the New Directions for the week for not wearing a bra. No, and that's I, essentially what happened. I didn't he said, see you don't want to like be that. Gaga. You don't want to be in your bra. You can't be here. That's, no, I didn't see it like that. I see. It's not real. I no, get I it. Know, but like the. I see it as Will saying, you weren't a team player. You didn't live up to. Of course. Like, you didn't have, you don't have to be in a bra, but you didn't agree to be a team player and tr- just try to be, do this challenge with everyone else who's also doing it. No, of course. It was just funny that after she explained what her costume was and he was like, you didn't wear, the- well, now you can't be. It was just funny. To <laughs> I, I totally picked up on what you were saying, but my whole take on it and what bothered me so much about her being suspended was that, it felt like she was being – she did not follow the assignment, and obviously in high school you have to follow the assignment, but she was really being suspended for being herself. Like, she <laughs> she was trying to be who she was and stand up for herself, and that wasn't okay. And that is kind of a message that bothered me in tonight's okay. episode. Okay, if, if it had been pushed more that she was trying to be herself, but I felt like she was trying to – it wasn't about being herself and taking a stand. It was about not turning into the – girl that her boyfriend wants her to be you know yeah so there was a little bit of a difference there but i do see what you're saying yes. yeah no I, I and i can see that that she got punished for not getting out of her comfort zone and some people are just afraid to do that but like she wasn't i guess pushed enough hard pushed hard enough to go against that yeah and, and we're which i find girl. is wrong because we're always like be you know be true to yourself and she was true to herself but then she got punished for it you would think they'd be a little easy on her because we're talking about the girl who one year ago was sticking her fingers down her throat you know like uh, seriously I and can, now you found yourself a little more and then they're like well here's who you are not good enough because that won't win nationals so. yeah she was standing up for herself in all kinds of ways in this episode and we'll talk a little bit more about her relationship um later on in the episode, but I thought we would switch things up tonight and actually go to songs because this episode was all about the Katie versus the Gaga. So, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Are you ready to jump in? There were only, I think, four songs tonight. That was my biggest problem with the episode. I mean, you have these two iconic female stars and you have a repertoire of, I don't know, 500 songs to pick from. I was going to say, mm-hmm. so many so radio many. hits that everyone can sing along to among these two artists alone. Or it was only the hits. songs that are more relevant recently. Like, they've had years of songs and singles yeah. that have been humongous hits, and they didn't even go back. Right. They that, went within, like, the last few months. I mean, we have, covered, are, yeah. Yeah, we have covered some Katie and some Gaga songs, so I That's understand true. not not recovering them, but... Come on, guys. You really? I mean, that's not us taking into consideration that the epi- this is the episode that they filmed after Corey. Yeah. So, of course, it's probably really hard to get back in there. Maybe they wanted to cut back on the hours they were filming. But there were only four songs. And of, of those four songs, one of them was uh, acapella at first and no movement involved. So, obviously, that goes quicker to film. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was just – I really needed six. I needed one more from each – I felt like that or something that I know the end, the roar, we'll get into the specifics of all these songs in a second, but the roar was like supposed to be their group number. And I kind of, especially after the Corey episode, wanted another bigger group number. I don't know. Maybe that was just something I was feeling like they needed. It felt like very divided for the episode following. Right. I mean, roar definitely didn't do it for me. So I'm in agreement with you, but we'll get there. So (laughs) let's start out with, um, I believe Adam Lambert had the first song of the night who is guest starring on the episode. And it's called Marry the Night, a Lady Gaga song. Um, so badass. That he was awesome. crushed it. Like, 
Could not look away from the screen. Thought he was phenomenal. Loved his moves. Loved every part of him. Looked at him and was like, that's a rock star. Like, he is coming in hot. I loved like musically I thought it was a phenomenal song his voice has never sounded so good it was amazing the only issue that I had with it was that I saw Adam Lambert like I hadn't had enough of that character yet to know who Star Child was and mm-hmm. so I just felt like I was watching Adam Lambert and I was like oh it's cool Demi Lovato's with, what, with Adam Demi. Lambert I, I had a hard time getting into those characters and that not only is Demi with Adam but they're also singing Gaga, so it was, like, bizarre. It was, This whole yeah. group of celebrities that are coming into Glee. Yeah, yeah I so. agree. It was totally Adam Lambert because he he literally just got right into the song. There was no backstory to him yet, or we haven't had any moment for his his real name to, you know, like, his real personality come out. And uh, the performance was great. He was rocking it, like, writhing on the floor and all that. But uh, the interesting thing is, and I don't mean to jump really ahead, but... The fact that he was so done up and it was such a great performance and a little bit of a gimmick and a little bit all for show. But the thing that really bothered me is that, like, the story behind it that because of such a great performance, Kurt still didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that storyline in a second. But the fact that, yeah, I want more from Adam, I guess. I would love to see him pull it back and like do an acoustic something he's so capable like we've seen it on american idol that and he does these over-the-top performances that are so adam but in this character i think it would be interesting to see him take a different musical route i think for a performance for a big name artist already and to just kick off his character that was a great number to start off with i i couldn't agree yeah i thought it was good just on adam lambert i was listening to him on the radio this morning because he was excited about coming on glee and their their question to him was who was the last person that he drunk dialed and his answer was Uber. Ooh, well that is. <laughs> Just a, thought I'd throw that out there about a, Adam Lambert. It's a good person to drunk dial, I guess, <laughs> yes. uh, or person company. There you go. Um, moving and on. No, we are not rep by Uber. Yeah, <laughs> not a plug. I was about to say a little plug there, but, but good for you Uber. know. Um, and then we had applause. Moving on to the next song, um, sung by Sam Marley, Artie. Ryder and Blaine, obviously the Katie's of the night, if you want to refer to it that way. And it's another Lady Gaga song in case you haven't been living on this earth in the last little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you are under a rock. Yeah. Here's, uh, here it's applause by Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, oh, no, I was, it was just good. That was awesome. My only nitpick. What the hell was Marley doing? She, I don't know. She, it was such, it could have been such an amazing performance from all of them. They killed it on the stage. But then to have Marley insert here and there, totally out of her place, that have ruined it. Here was the problem. They were trying to ruin it by doing yeah. that. But what they didn't realize was it actually ruined it. So mm-hmm. they put in Marley as a Katie in the Gaga scene. And it was a vehicle to uh, the later on and what was going on. But that being said, the performance is now ruined. You know how you YouTube all these, you whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The performance to me is ruined because she ruined it. I mean... Although the rest of it was great. Yeah, I And wrote, you can't cut her out of it, right. too. That's the hard part. It was extremely intentional. That's what I had written down in my notes. Like, it was obvious that they, the Glee writers made that decision that it was not going to be a good performance. It bothered me so much because it had so much potential right. there mm-hmm. that you just, you wanted to love it. And I love that song. And I, I wanted to 
appreciate it and I just felt underwhelmed and I normally like when Glee makes something their own and this just felt like oh it's not Lady Gaga what about Blaine because he just crushed it during that like the whole look and everything I mean I felt so bad these three guys are all dressed phenomenally and we're looking at it and they really transformed who they were and they're giving their performance of a lifetime and then you've got Marley and I was just like I get Glee (laughs) I get what you were trying to do but you didn't just do it as a plot for the story you actually ruined this part of the show for me and yeah, and the thing is, is that had this been a standalone musical number, it would have been awesome if Marley wasn't in it because visually it was cool. The lighting, right. the editing, it was so fast paced and so high energy. Great performance from all of them. But then Marley was right in the middle of it and completely ruined it. Right, yeah. right. I agree. Um, yeah, it made me sad. That was one of those numbers where I wanted to love it. And it was actually, I think, my least favorite of the night. Yeah, it was sad for me. Um, But if you go back and listen to it, I'm sure it would be one of the favorites. But just the watching it. The visual of it it was painful, yeah. Um, Wide Awake, Katy Perry's song. Um, This was, I think, one of the older songs, which is sad. It was out maybe last year. (laughs) Um, And it was Tina, Unique, uh, Jake, and Kitty. That is so 2012. (laughs) So 2012. Um, But they they took it. uh, They are the Gagas and... This was my favorite number of the night, by the way. I love when Glee strips down and does something simple. And I know I can tell you have something else to say about <laughs> no, it. No, I, I, we're oh, oh, we're on the same page. There we Woo! go, baby. I like it. Uh, no, I was just um. I was surprised that we were on the same page, <laughs> but excited. Yes, um, I loved this performance, and it reminded me after everything with Corey, kind of reminded me of the pilot. That simple, kind of stripped down, like that you know the final performance the journey performance from the pilot i don't know why it took me there but that's what i wrote down yeah i almost wanted them to do the entire thing acapella because that opening moment i was just like it was breathtaking Mm -hmm. um and yes i think it was still an amazing performance and they kept the music light and it it did work Mm -hmm. but it was just so stripped and raw that i i didn't even need the music to be honest yes such a great job by them. Right. Their voices are so amazing. Talent. Have you yeah. seen Kitty do anything like that yet? Because I was shocked with her yeah. ability. I mean, Unique crushed her too. They all really did. They did an amazing job. But I was surprised with the emotions that Kitty was able to bring to surface because we haven't seen that side of her that often. And I, I don't know. It reminded me of the moments when you loved Quinn, you know? Yeah. And oh. and it was it was just really great. I feel like we're we're getting more of those stripped down moments from Kitty because she's starting to become the nicer one because of Bree's coming into the picture and she's being the mean one. So I think we're going to see more real raw moments from Kitty. Right. We did news and gossip way earlier in the season about how way earlier we're only a few episodes in the season but (laughs) earlier in the season about how kitty's character this year is making a strong effort to become a better person Mm -hmm. um and i definitely think that this is showing that and another thing i like about kitty's character is that she's very self-aware she's like oh Bree's a horrible person and that's coming from me you know she Mm -hmm. she can poke fun at herself and she realizes who she was and she's making an effort to change and i think it's working yeah i mean i appreciate i think glee does a really great job of balancing that line between being self-aware and being cheesy right and mm-hmm. she's a great example of that right and the good thing about her character she's actually genuinely sincere about it so we feel that it's real she really does mean it yeah and when you strip everything down 
and you think about high school. You know, high school is about finding yourself. You hear it all the time. Like, high school is about finding who you are. But it really, you know, it really is. And I think that she was a mean girl. And she then became aware of it. And she doesn't want to be that way anymore. And she doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's true. And now she's becoming a team player. You know, I'm excited to see her arc this season. I yeah. hope she doesn't return to the mean girl. Right. I hope she mm-hmm. keeps going on this path. The point is, though, I, just during the song, mm-hmm. I saw the emotion in her, and I, I, it led me to believe that there's more to her than meets the eye. And maybe we'll get that backstory. Who knows? I <laughs> hope so. Um, and, that? No. <laughs> and finally, we have Roar, Katy Perry's newest, I think it's her newest single. Maybe there's a newer one now. But yeah, she, has, she has newer ones um, that have just come out because she just went on tour. Yes, that's walking true. Walking on air. Roar is definitely one of those songs, though, the first time you hear it, it's amazing. And um, it was New Directions, Rachel, everyone in New York kind of that everybody together number that I was looking for the entire episode. Um, and I have to say I liked the New York portion of this. Yes. And wasn't such a fan of the McKinley portion for me. I mean, it's hard to not like the New York portion of anything because they have Demi and they have Kurt and they have Santana and they have Rachel. Yeah. And now yeah. they have Adam. Yeah. So, so. They're making a powerhouse in New York. So sure. I'm pretty positive that it's almost impossible not to like any musical number they do. Uh, that being said, I liked 75% of this episode. The 25% of this episode that I didn't like was Roar. I just thought I, it's something I will go download because I love the song. And when I closed my eyes, it was great. But I don't know why they were so insistent on showing – I know the music video – why they were so insistent on showing all of these McKinley guys with their shirts off. It was, like, so out of place and unnecessary. Usually <laughs> I'm all four hot guys wearing less clothes. I mean, but we talk about it all the time. Right. Yeah. It just seemed like a weird push. And I, I don't know. It was just – and that moment with Mar, I just was uneasy about the whole song. I well, think like the whole jungle theme for at McKinley, and I get that's the music video too. But I would have been fine if everyone, even at McKinley, was having fun. You know how some big musical numbers at the end of episodes—they're just on the stage having fun and singing. I would have been fine with McKinley doing that, and then cutting back to New York because they're doing that. They're having yeah. fun. They're they're just by themselves performing. If it had been this consistent across the board, I think I would have enjoyed this last number more. I agree with you. I felt like we kind of had a music video on one half and then, like, an organic moment happening on the other half, and they just didn't mesh to me in the best way. I did appreciate the vocals, though, I have to say. They did a great job of covering the song. The best part of Roar was something that didn't actually happen but was the potential and the fact that Roar was there caused them to do this was absolutely, without a doubt, Jake's face paint. Because <laughs> him being a lion that was absolutely was awesome. the best part of Roar that never happened during Roar. Yeah. I know. I was just I, I wrote that down too. I was like, I I wanted everyone to be as dressed up as Jake was. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt kind of flat. And this number is such a great number. And for Glee, it's so perfect. So I don't really know. I can't. I, I've tried to put my finger on it in different ways, but I can't exactly tell you why it didn't work. But I just think that it re- it really could have. I think the thing is, we saw Jake. Um, in his full-on makeup, that lion makeup, for a split second, but they didn't follow through with everyone else. That, or the other thought that I had was, 
if everyone had gone big and had that over the top, like everybody's in the jungle and somehow made it fit in New York. And I don't even know how you could do that, but everybody going over the top or everybody being stripped down. For me, it was the mix. It that yeah, maybe what, that's what it was. And the, and the second I started to get into one, we were swapped out to the other, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, where am I?" And everyone's swinging on ropes yeah. that just yeah. happened to be there. Was, I was like, the, the New York apartment had a rope too from the ceiling. What? Yeah. Yeah. Marissa, does your apartment <laughs> well, have a rope? Well, yeah, my apartment has ropes one. in every room. I was gonna. I say. didn't know that was like. That's a thing. A necessary thing. <laughs> Apparently but it is. But I gotta get one. Let us know if you have a rope in your apartment or what you thought of all of these songs tonight. Good segue. Because we want to know, are you a Katie or are you a Gaga? We all talked about it tonight. So you can mm-hmm. let us know on iTunes. Rate, comment. Um, tell us what you like about the show, what we're doing well or not so well. We love hearing from you regardless. And we read them all. So it's We great. love you guys. Yes. We love you. Our fellow Gleeks. Thank um, you for commenting on YouTube. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. It's my favorite thing so to do. Many awesome I literally guys. check every single day, if not multiple times a day, what people are commenting on the YouTube page. That and people tweet me like all how much they miss Glee and all that. So it makes you it's feel the like best. It's, yeah, it's the best. You guys are awesome. So Gleeks. Woo. Awesome. Um should we talk about Sam and Penny who Okay, this is my issue with Sam sure. and Penny. <laughs> Sam and Penny. They're really like cute but creepy at the same time i mean i just think that if i was in high school and one of my guy friends was hooking up with our female school nurse somebody would say something and it's got to be illegal somehow because that's staff that's so he's a minor she's an adult i mean he might be 18 It, it might not be illegal because the age but i just don't think in high school you're allowed to date somebody on staff I think don't they yeah. have those rules? That I mean, like, I, legal my rules. high school did. I can say that for I sure. I know mine did too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think every school, especially does. not especially not hooking up in school. Well, um, I know people who have done it outside of school. It still makes it illegal, but it's a little more incognito. I was gonna say but behind closed is, doors. Yeah, but because they're walk- so open about it in front of everyone too. Yeah, right. he was walking into the auditorium holding her hand, Mr. Shu sitting there, the entire Glee Club. I was just like, what is going on? Maybe it's because she's not the actual nurse. She's like the sister. She, yeah, I, she's that fill-in nurse. She, and she was know. putting her head on her shoulder while everyone's performing. I'm like, you're in the theater. Everyone can see you. How old did we say? She was a sophomore in college, right? Yeah, so she's like 20, 19, 20. 20. So the age difference isn't bad, yeah. but the... I think it's just the situation. Right. Yeah, it makes yeah. me uncomfortable. It makes yeah. me. It made me a little creeped out. But we should back up and talk a little bit about how he is all about impressing her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he thinks that she wants him to be a Gaga, be the wild bad boy, and in fact, we find out she's not so into that anymore. Right. I, I mean, she talks about her ex boyfriends a lot and the Nine Inch Nails concert and what she was doing and. Getting another piercing on her ear or what or yeah. whatnot. Why was she saying all of that? I think she I think she wanted to be cool in front of Sam. But if she, if she wanted to be cool in front of Sam, she would have tried harder to go to his stuff, you know. She was like very hesitant to go to any of his I things. wonder if deep down she's hesitant about what we were just saying. You that, think? that she she sees that it could be considered wrong. I don't know how you could if you're, you know, putting your 
head on his shoulder in right. front of other <laughs> staff Maybe members. Maybe it was a quick flip. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't know. It just was interesting, and I wasn't sure why. I mean, I know why Sam wanted to appear to be a Gaga for her, but I appreciated the fact that they both came clean. That they're both Katie's. But, I mean, mm-hmm. when she saw the true Jackson in his she, locker. She seemed appalled by that. Right. So yeah. uh, you would think she would thought that was endearing. But I, I don't know. It was just a little confusing about who she really is. I mean, by the end, we know that she's definitely a Katie, not a Gaga, and wants a Katie, not a Gaga. Yeah. But then if you know that, looking back, she would like his quirky, sweet side. I'm wondering if she has some other secret. She seems kind of too good to be true in some way, but I don't know what that secret would be yet. that hasn't really come up or why she was trying to get him to be something he's not it was a little unclear to me and, right. and it all kind of got resolved very quickly and they kissed and they were happy and both gagas happily ever after <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right i don't know it, it's mm-hmm. an interesting one i know that that storyline's not done yet I yeah mean, there there's not be... much more to it right now yeah. but we'll, we'll see more in the future exactly what there is more to is this new i hate to call it a love triangle but uh i guess a cheating a whatever you want to call it, Marley, Jake, Brie. Um, So (laughs) this episode was all about Marley standing up for herself. I know. I'm just (laughs) powering through. Moving on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, But uh, standing up for herself. And we see that. I knew that that scene at the end where she was like, I don't, I'm not ready to have sex with you. That was coming the entire episode. Right. I I could tell that that's where it was going. I mean. Right. Because you see the whole episode, she's she's too insecure about herself. She's still insecure yeah. about herself. I mean, I think then, not wanting to have sex with somebody, yes, it could be insecurity, but I I definitely think it could be more than that. Um, and she I, doesn't want to be pressured, and that's understandable. You're, right. you're in a high school. Uh, but yeah. typically, what was very interesting about the scene was typically when there are scenes like this where the girl doesn't want to have sex and the guy does, I'm like, screw this guy. Yeah. This girl's awesome. Like, yeah. you should wait for her. But I kind of felt bad for Jake in this situation. Uh, and I also felt bad for Marley. But it wasn't like I was like, Jake's such a douchebag. It wasn't until he left I was gonna to say. find three. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I didn't feel like he was like, come on, let's just do it. You know, no. he's not like that no. in the way that I think that Puckerman was probably, or his big bro, right. would have been like. Um, I, I do think that y- you should... Who, when both people are comfortable is the time that obviously something right. should happen. But at, at the same time, I do think he's been very considerate of her feelings. And he said that he's like, he's been patient. He's waited for a long time. And then he just wanted to explore it a little bit more. That was I, it. I felt like, yes, in that particular moment, he wasn't pressuring her. But the fact that he was saying he was like, they were basically stuck in a rut the entire episode. And then to get out of that rut, he was basically proposing that they, like, go further. That, I think they were in a rut, though, because of that. Well, yes, but I think that his the, there are other ways to get out of a rut than, you know, it, you're in high school. Like, try something else, go hang out with your friends, do whatever. Right, like, and also right, because yeah, we right. see... It's yeah. a good point. We, yeah. we see in the episode, Marley wants to do, like, keep going to the breast sticks because this is a, root, a weekly routine thing. They're very... Marley's very set in her ways, and you can tell that Jake's tired of it. He wants to do something new. Right, but so, I also think it's partially on Marley to be like, 
well, you know, she's naming all these ideas, things they always have. Why doesn't she, she says, she says, okay, let's do what you want to do. And that's obviously what I want to do. So I think she should be like, listen, I don't feel comfortable with this, but if you want to do X, Y, Z, you know, like yeah. go to this, um, go to, oh, not a concert because she suggests whatever it is. Like yeah. she should sit him down and be like, what is it that you're looking like? What rush kind of feeling do you need? But then again, there was that breathing. thing. So I felt bad about it. But I'm kind of hoping that he talked to Bree and was like, I know what you're doing. Stay out of my way. I, I don't think that's what happened. No, when you're asking to go to a private place. A uh, very private place. And she was like, I don't want to mess up my uniform. Well, then I'm hoping he didn't go through with it. I mean, come on, man. Like, Ryder's, uh, Ryder's been on Marley's case about, like, being with her for so long because he's the good guy. And Jake I, finally proved that he was the good guy. And, like, I just want I was, Jake to be that good guy. Yeah, I mean, they've been in this love triangle for so long. You finally see them in this solid relationship. And he's going to go and in one night ruin it? I, I hope not. I hope, like, the, like, eternal optimist in me wants to believe he wouldn't do that. Slash, like, who in high school, he says, if a girl doesn't let me in her pants in 30 minutes? Yeah. Really? I mean, whew. Is that, like, a thing? How long have I been out of high school I for? was going to say, hopefully I mean, not. Times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh, uh, don't like thinking My about that. My little sister's in high school. Yeah. You're in Roxy's Stay very away. concerned. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's clicking. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a relationship that I wanted to see a little bit longer succeed. Like, every time in any of these shows, you're going to have roadblocks. It's not going to be the perfect relationship. But if he truly went and did... Cheating's not a roadblock. Yeah. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it it is and it isn't. Like, a roadblock is forgetting that it's your girlfriend, your two-month anniversary. I was going to say, a roadblock, I agree with you 110%, but on a show like this, cheating could be a roadblock. It's not necessarily a deal breaker, where in real life, I think it leans more towards deal breaker, probably. Right. Maybe. Or a lot of times it doesn't, but typically it should. Yeah. (laughs) I think the thing is, like, why... Jake, immediately after all that happened with Marley, you go to Brie, of all people. I don't... Uh, I mean, because she was hot and easy. I mean, you saw her being, like, she was willing to... Not, I think he knew not the she greatest was willing person to go, to go there. To. I mean, I'm yeah. sure during choreography or whatever yeah. they were doing, she made moves and he denied... But then yeah. he knew, kept her on the back burner or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope that we get a flashback of him not going through with this. But I hope that that's what's to come in the next few Please episodes. cut it surprising nice. us so you never know. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be an interesting story to see. And we do have that goes. moment with Marley and Bree at the very end where they're both watching Roar. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to trick us? I don't know. Really I just happened. feel like Bree was going to whisper something horrible in her ear that's like the thing i was waiting for like, which is i got him no yeah. i felt like brie was gonna try to befriend her like hey girl and then oh then it would come see out. i thought he was she was gonna like drop a bomb on her like that this was that what happened last maybe night. you could be right yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it, it'll be interesting to you. see but we should get back to adam lambert who it was his first uh night on glee he's got a multi uh episode story arc yeah i thought he did a really great job I liked seeing him in full-blown costume and then seeing him bareface. Um, I, we haven't seen you? him barefaced, yeah. Yeah. Like, or without makeup. Like, what is bareface? <laughs> Did he have ears st- on? Down. Without stage makeup on. Right. In, I mean, I guess he had makeup on. It's a TV show. But without <laughs> the, like, heavily staged makeup. 
um, in so long. I feel like it's been at least American Idol type time. I haven't seen him in years without Right. Oh, yeah. This was yeah. an interesting storyline, though, because I, I don't really – still to this day, I don't really understand why – to this day. I only watched it today. <laughs> to this minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't really understand why Kurt didn't want him on the show uh, – want him in the band. I know that Kurt was trying to be normal and he was trying to be commercial, but I think that – when you look at like look at Kiss, look at what yeah. you know, they're huge successful bands with frontmen like that. Well, mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to our first point of KD versus Gaga. Uh, when I was saying commercial versus you know artistic, they're both artistic and they're both commercial. I don't think you can really argue one way or the other, and and that's a good point in terms of Kurt that you can be that over the top artist like Kiss or like Lady Gaga. And still have huge commercial success, financial success, any type of success you want. Right. I mean, yeah. The thing I find, it it seemed a little out of character for Kurt because we know that Kurt's very flashy, too. And he likes putting on a performance. But the whole point was that he doesn't want to be like that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And But that, that was the thing because this whole big switch that he doesn't want that, I found it hard to believe. I wanted the reason behind it. Like, he, I know he thought that his friends were having more success auditioning or what have you, but that's who he was, and he was bullied for it, and all of these things he's overcome, and then to forget about it because you think you can get some commercial for cereal? Like, he had a weird line, and it was like, there's nothing wrong with doing something because you want to be liked, which, first of all, I kind of disagree with. And second, I, I don't fully disagree with because, like, if I if you asked me to get you a cup of water and I did it because I wanted you to like me, there's nothing wrong with that. But changing who you are because you want to be liked, I think in high school. I mean, I know they're in college now, but I think at that time frame, I think people do do that. I think that's a realistic, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But should you do that? Absolutely not. Like it's better to be who you are, but I think you're still figuring out who you are at that age, so it's easier to be like, well, maybe I'm this person, maybe I'm that person. But that's exactly what you just said, which is why it confused me. You you say um that you you are figuring out who you are. I feel like Kurt has already figured out who he is. I agree so with you in this. We're case, definitely yes. retrovert. Like this it wasn't necessary to me to have Kurt question himself. Although I do get it when you are graduating from high school and your friends are having more success than you are and you're wondering am I talented can I make it here in New York whatever I understand questioning yourself but uh, like you said he overcame so much it just seemed to me like "Mm, I don't really want to go down this road again I yeah I wanted him to I hope that what happens with this band is that he is now accepting that he should be himself, but kind of by the end of the episode, we see him be, like, telling um, Star Child that he should be who he is, and I assume Kurt will be who he is, and somehow they'll find success as this band being individuals and who they are. What's the deal with this band? Because we've got five members of the band. They all sing. They're all kind of powerhouses. I was going to say, and Demi Lovato, if that's her role in the band playing guitar <laughs> right. with some minor vocals, you're not utilizing, <laughs> yeah, no utilizing Demi Lovato to her full extent. <laughs> right, absolutely. So I am curious to see how that plays out. Yeah. But but, but curious is a good thing, you know? Like, yeah. I said that with a frown on my face, but I meant, like, I'm curious. You know? I mean, I, but you can think about it, that's going to be an awesome group. It's like, almost they're like... They're all so... Girl Maybe. band meets boy band. Has there ever really been like a 
across. Or has there ever really been a very successful group where there's everyone's like as they have their own five lead singers? Yeah, like that's pretty crazy. I feel it's very rare for groups to be successful because they they all had that equal talent. Yeah, I mean, do we think of Kurt as a lead singer? I think he can hold his own. We've seen him sing. I don't know if he could maintain being like the front man of a band. That that's a tough call. I don't think we've seen him jump into that role yet. Maybe I, you definitely have other people who can front right, right. <laughs> front a band. There's no shortage of frontage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, I think I'm but, clever sometimes. <laughs> but it's oh. cool indie band. Indie. Um, I was going to say, that is the most, when they were describing, uh, I think it was Adam Lambert, said, oh, I want to be in an indie band. And I was like, is that really considered an indie yeah. band? I had a hard time. Like, what makes something an indie band? That was his artist bucket list. I was going <laughs> to say, part of an indie that band. was one of those things where, as I said earlier, Adam Lambert and Demi, I thought of them as Adam Lambert and Demi. And once again, in this band being an indie band, you have like, multi-platinum artists I wanted it together. to be called Apocalypsticks. <laughs> Why not? That was good. Submit to the Glee writers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But what would they go with? Pamela Lansbury? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, like, okay. Yeah. All it was right. clever a little bit, but I, I kind of wanted more of a knock out of the park. Yeah. I agree. Um, should we talk about Sue and everything... Going ah, on back right. at McKinley. I mean, we're just at war again, so I'm happy but about this because... But that's so Sue. Yeah, I, I'm... She ha- stirs the pot. I'm happy about it because we haven't seen a Will-Sue war in quite some time. We've seen many ones, but now it seems like Sue's on the prowl. Well, I think the other thing that kind of thrilled me about this return to, like, mean Sue was that she... I know I should be sad that she suspended the Glee Club for a week because... Yeah, those were bogus accusations. I mean, luckily we don't see them for a week. No, but (laughs) I I just got to talk about that. Like suspending Glee for dressing up like that. When we saw at the very beginning of the episode, Brie walks into her office wearing nothing but really caution tape. She showed more skin than the Glee group in in total. And then really. Marissa, really, you're talking about somebody who happened? she then she then suspended the band members. They were <laughs> yeah. all in jeans, so I, you're, I, you're it, not it, talking it, about a just, rational person. I know it was just so frustrating. I <laughs> couldn't agree with you more. I um I was not happy that she did that. But the one thing I can say is I think we've talked about it on this after show. I know I've read articles about it that people always talk about. Oh, how are they doing, Rocky? Um, horror picture show and all these things mm-hmm. how is that appropriate for school and so I don't know if this was like their little like nod to that oh. <laughs> like that like look we noticed that this couldn't actually happen that was my one little oh, we still did. you know what I have to say that lol <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I, what I feel like saying yeah LOL. I mean I don't know I mean that was my one thing it wasn't realistic at all but I was just like maybe the glee writers have gotten wind that people realize this isn't a realistic scenario but then again they've had like water on stage i mean they do crazy yeah, things water, on glee right. they, they don't live in like a normal high school environment and i think they're aware of that it's season five <laughs> other than yeah. sue the other mini character storyline that i wanted to mention so we see kitty and artie together and becky seems to have a few punch lines in this she <laughs> says I-, I had artie first bitch <laughs> <laughs> yep I die. I die when Becky talks. She's too cute. But so Kitty and Artie are still going strong, I guess. And Becky's a little jealous. 
I know. I hope that we get more of Becky's amazing one-liners because they're and her, some of my favorite. Oh my god, the thing about the handy tonight. Too. She's like, yeah. she's like, I don't give handies. Yeah, I, <laughs> I so many good lines, and her also Becky's reaction too. When Brie was in the office, and like they kept the camera on Becky's face for the longest time, she was like in such disbelief what Brie was wearing. I was so was I, but that was just so funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I Becky's kind of taking over that one line. Thing. The Britney thing. Yeah, the Britney yeah. thing. And I was going to say, I thought we would miss Britney. I still miss Britney. But, um, oh, duh. I mean, great. duh, of course. But um, uh, it is nice to see Becky getting, I feel like, a little bigger role in some ways. I feel like it, it's Her expensive. attitude is definitely coming out. Yeah. She's, just, she's very good out. and she's funny and we love to watch her and we love Becky even though she's mean. <laughs> and if she was anybody else, we'd be like, you're mean, but it's <laughs> Becky and we love her. Mini yeah, suit. Mini suit. Uh, news and gossip. I hear you have a bundle for us. Yeah, I do. TV news. So I, Birdie told me. I know. I was a little mention it here. So I'll start off with the big ones, which is, is Glee on the move? It's a big question. Um, on the move. On the move. So multiple sources this week have been talking about the kind of the future of Glee. We know, we talked about it, I think, in the last episode, that season six is, of course, the last season of Glee. And there's a big question as to whether the show will continue at McKinley, move to New York exclusively, or kind of another possibility that keeps getting brought up is Kurt um, moving to Russia. Just so you know, Chris Colfer is not actually going to move to (laughs) Russia. Um, regardless, that of, happened to be my question. Uh, so. That was the question I got when I came in uh, today. But I guess what they're planning to do is film all of this in LA. Regardless, they film most of the New York scenes in LA as it is. So they would continue to film. I believe it's at the Paramount lot. Um, but then have more exterior scenes. I don't know if uh, Chris Colfer would have to go for a bit to Russia. They want to deal with the political climate there and mm-hmm. the. Um, why? Why do we think that they're trying to tackle this right now? I think I think we tackled it enough already. Well, I mean, and they don't need to go. Up. Russia's going to okay. be a big story this year with um, with gay rights because the Olympics is happening right happening yeah. there. And the right, I'm just wondering there. why. I I I think that they're biting off a little more than they can chew. I I agree with you. And by I, sending him by himself. I think that what's really charming and great about the show is that they deal with these big issues, but in a small way. Like, it's how it affects this one McKinley, or now New York and McKinley, and this specific group of people. Right. To send a character away, I don't know that that's benefiting anything. I understand why this is such an important topic, don't right. get me wrong, yeah. but... I, think I that, absolutely agree. But yeah. it it's something that I don't know if it fits into this show. I think there's a better way of addressing it outside of what started out as a family, like, musical show. Right, right. Yeah. I agree. Getting into I, the politics. You said it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but how would you feel about the show just being in New York? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like... How are we going to get everybody there? Does that mean we're going to lose characters or That's is everybody bad. graduate and just go there? Well, Kristen DeSantis from E! interviewed Becca Tobin, um, who, of course, plays Kitty on the show. And she um, talks about that um, she, 
it's a little like scary to think about that happening because I guess she wouldn't know the future of her character, of course, right. at McKinley. Yeah. Um, but she says, I kind of hope it is because, you know, the whole Russia thing is pretty controversial. And I think we on Glee are the people who really touch the subject. So she's still talking about Russia, right. but obviously in New York as well. Um, right. So- I think that's just improbable. Everyone just ends up in New York. Because yeah. with college, you know people, that's when people separate. It's just so unrealistic that everybody from Ohio picks up and moves to New York. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I agree with we, you. We weren't able to do it with Mercedes. We weren't able to do Mercedes it with Mercedes went to L.A. We Mike able went to, do to Chicago. It. We weren't able to do it with a lot of characters that were the originals. So are we really going to be able to do it with all these this new wave? Yeah, maybe it rings back to what we were saying that the musical numbers are so amazing in New York and they know it and they're like we have this strong cast there now why don't we focus because we only get to see them for a portion of the time I don't know I'm curious what the contracts of these actors look like that yeah because I don't know two years are they in three years are they I don't know two more years I mean I would assume that most of the time, at least the originals signed on for three. Oh, they signed on for the whole thing. Uh, that's. I mean, I think that most contracts are. Well, it depends on the contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just curious because <laughs> at least six it, I don't. I wonder if Glee will be able to kick some of these people, or whether they will be <laughs> able to turn it down if they don't want to film or renegotiate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we can, talking about contracts and spinoffs and all good things, Leah Michelle, it's rumored, this is a big rumor, we have not confirmed this, that Leah Michelle may get a spinoff from Glee, so continuing on, uh, what do you think? I wouldn't I, be surprised, uh, obviously she's, uh, I mean, arguably, she's the biggest thing that came from Glee. Yeah. You know, her yeah. career is taken off, um, and I think that, yeah, she could do movies, absolutely, but I think she really loves television for somebody who came from being in plays you want to work every single day and I was going to say the consistency mm-hmm. of TV right. is pretty amazing so I, I think she really appreciates that and I think she loves the character Rachel Berry so. I, I agree with you and I feel like it would be really fun to see her in New York more and focus on her on Broadway, which I assume is what the show would be about right. and her struggles and all of that. On but are Broadway. we going to, would that be a Smash part two? <laughs> That's my one, cons- like I love right. Smash. Don't get me, I love, I love Smash. But I don't know that I want to see Rachel Maybe Barry. Rachel Berry does LA. That um, would be really fun. That would get be- into the film industry. Yeah. I think if Rachel got her own spinoff because She's mostly based in New York. I feel like everyone who's already in New York would probably be on the spinoff. Had they go that way, they would. I don't know about everybody, down. but a good. Or at amount least, of yeah, a good amount. I mean, that I could wouldn't happen until after spin-off. season six, right? I guess not. No, I, I would assume they'll do some sort of backdoor pilot. That's the normally yeah, yeah, the way yeah, yeah, that yeah. these things work. Sometime in season six, and then right. it would continue on. Um, and talking about the end of Glee, Matthew Morrison talks about that he believes Glee will end with a bang. Um, he says, Ryan Murphy always has a very high concept of what he wants to do. I think he'll probably want to end this show with a bang, with something really special and different. I think it's going to be special no matter what it is. And I think it's going to be something that we haven't seen before and completely different. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's interesting because... Um, Ryan Murphy talked about that he knew how this show was going to end um, (laughs) with Finn and Rachel. The last scene, he had it in his mind already. So he, I would imagine, yeah, has changed and is probably figuring out with the Glee writers how it's going to end now. So to say that with all of that going on behind Mm -hmm. the scenes is 
so oh, much fresh. Yeah, so lots coming up on Glee. Can I just say one thing? Yes. I think a better headline would have been if Matthew Morrison said the the season the series finale of Glee is. Eh. Oh, oh, that's, that's really sad. terrible. Oh, because okay, that's you know bad. that you expect it to be good. It's true. I mean, I think he would get shunned if he said that. I think oh, Ryan yeah, Murphy so would have him them. like, yeah. No, but it's funny to me how that's the head. I don't know. Even if yeah. the second part was just kidding, I think people would only read the headline. And yeah, but I think that was good on Matthew Morrison's part to say that it's something exciting and should be something to look forward to because we know. Because, like you said, we know how Ryan was going to end the show, and that completely changed. And so we're all thinking, oh, because unfortunately Corey's gone now, that the ending's not going to be as great as it should have been. Yeah. But Matthew saying that it's going to be great, it gives us something to look forward to. I mean, we've seen five years of Ryan Murphy's genius. I don't think we can question at this point that he's going to come up with something interesting and cool, especially if there's this spinoff. I think that'll be a game changer in the way the show ends. I don't think it will be too hard to end the show because it's not like Lost where you have this major question they need to answer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's more like Friends where you just kind of need to wrap up all the characters' stories. You don't have to answer this big overwhelming question. Yeah, Yeah. I hope that just like comes together in some sort of I always like to say a neat bow, but I know people don't like perfect endings, but I kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Especially for Glee. I mean, it's yeah. such a family-friendly show. We kind of expect a happy ending. Yeah. Should we briefly go into predictions now that we've talked so much <laughs> about the very end of the show? Maybe yeah. a few predictions for right now. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Can you guys twerk? I am not a twerker. When the time calls for it. I was going to say. <laughs> I think Marissa can twerk. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe next week we need to I know to Phil get... can twerk. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm Phil, can out. we get a twerk from you next week? <laughs> that, there's going to be some twerking on Glee. Twerk. Yes. Twerk. Man, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> and because our other co-host is not here, she has to twerk as punishment. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, I think it'd be interesting. Ha ha, Sarah. I think... Because next week we know the title is called End of Twerk. We're definitely going to see Twerk Us. I mean, well, we also have Miley in there uh, because they're doing Wrecking Ball. So there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be Twerk in that and Blurred Lines. I was going to say, twerk. definitely twerking. Blurred Lines. Yeah, they're really going for like the VMA performance right there. Blurred <laughs> Lines. Blurred Line is so old now. I, that's the problem. so overdone. It's so, so old. Oh. It's from this summer. It's so old. <laughs> it's, it's not that it's so old. It's, just, it's so overplayed. And they over. I, I love Blurred Lines when it came out. It crushed, but oh yeah, but yeah. I I just I'm after so after four thousand. I'm times, so over blurred lines. That's already, what though. my issue with it is: is that the first good number of times I heard it, I loved it, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, I can't listen to the song anymore. But we see that Kitty's teaching them how to twerk, yeah. and that Sue wants to end the twerking, and that even Will starts twerking, and something about Becky joining in. Yeah, I don't, it's going to be an interesting episode for sure. Um, I hope. I mean, in New York, then we see tattoos being got I, by Rachel and Kurt. I'm White. wondering what? if it's going to be like just like a crazy, like forget your inhibitions kind of episode. I don't know. Like that's what it feels like with the tattoos and the. I and would the be twerking. so down with that. And we see Will sing. Uh, he he finally gets a really good performance next. Time. I know. I, we haven't seen Mr. Shoe in a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to his breakout. Number. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for watching. Um, you can find AfterBuzz on Twitter at AfterBuzzTV, and you can find me at Stephanie Wenger. 
At Roxy Stryer. At Serafini TV. Thanks again, guys. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.